Yeah. Yo, it's funny because um, like I was on her page a few weeks ago, and I was just looking at um, just kind of looking <laughs> at her, looking at her page, kind of keeping up. I saw that she uh, she had a um a a, a a short film coming. I was like, yo, I mean, I, I felt proud, but I felt really bad for reaching out because I'm like, yo, with with our history, this yeah, wouldn't be a good yeah. situation for me just to be like showing love because I, I thought it wouldn't be received. It wouldn't be received in that from that light, that yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah. Not hear that. But that's interesting with that. that red table talk that we just talked about and the her talking about that, you know, in light of Tying her film too in. is really interesting. Yeah. It's kind right. of like that feels that feels like the universe in a way because I'm like, yo, that's really interesting. I was about really to say that seems very organic. Very extremely yeah. organic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of trippy. But yeah, I I mean I should, should I reach out or do I just wait? what do I do? I, that's, I'm confused. I say now. wait. I say wait till we wait. get further details, and then once we start working together, like, hey, okay, this is when we can organize it, like in a group text or something, or a call. Mm -hmm. uh, I think after that point, reaching out once it's already been established, like this is on the time, this is on the calendar. I think that'd be a good, a good uh, moment. Yeah. Okay, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, brother. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That's shit funny. Yeah. But you're sure she knows that I'm the other person on the podcast. Like you're positive. Positive. 100% okay. positive. Cool, 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 cool. Like I said, I was I was waiting for like you know some context clues, but wait, what did she give out. you? What, what context clue did you get? Uh, you all are you two are black men. That's not just uh, me. That could be anybody, bro. <laughs> That's poor. A lot of black on, men bro. out here, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, brother. Yo, welcome back to another episode of Helping Homies Win the Podcast. Tools for listening to Generation. It's your boy T Rose, and I'm the homie Antonio J Bell. What up with it, man? What's good, brother? How we doing, man? Man, I just I just think it's really funny how it took me like ten minutes to find the podcast equipment. Like that's horrible. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, brother. Got to stream on your life, dog. Bro, that mess is horrible. <laughs> I was stressed out. Like, dang, I hope I, I hope when I find it, I know how to. Bro, set I heard it, it in up. your voice, dog. Yeah, like I just been so detached from this space, bro. Yeah, yeah it's been a minute, dude. It's, it's really been a minute. Yeah. I definitely uh want to be more on top of it. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, we living our lives, bro. So I feel it. We doing. We got a whole lot. I feel like we got a whole lot. This I don't know if we can get it all out in one episode. Everything that's been going on and where we've been and yeah, man. I mean, that that'll be a, a four hour conversation. I think this should really would, be on some like uh, what is that uh. I was gonna say plastic cup boys. What is that? What uh, Noriega? Drink champs. Drink champs. Oh, drink champs, boys. <laughs> Some of them episodes be three and a half hours. I'd be like, yo, mm. that's wild. Man, my I actually need to watch that. That's. I'm glad you said that. I was um, sitting like these past few days. I've been kind of sitting in my free time, which has been really good. Um, and I've just been looking at Netflix, looking at YouTube, looking at like HBO Go, Hulu. And I have yeah. not been able to find anything that's grabbing my attention that I really want to sit down and watch and like stimulate mm -hmm. my mind. Mm -hmm. And it's been very, very challenging. Uh, Drink Champs actually is one of those that I will watch because I like to watch artists and like their interviews and kind of get inspired along like about their their journey along the way. Um, but I haven't been in that space, bro. Like as of late, like starting yesterday, I started picking up. Well some of the books I've had and they've like oh there you go I'm done okay cool <laughs> I ain't gotta I'm ask done. my question bro I'm done I'm done no yeah it's like <laughs> like I'm, I'm I'm transitioning like I've been Away trying to force myself media. yeah I've been trying to force myself to read in the past and it just hasn't been the right timing I think and now I'm at a place where I feel like I'm getting to the end of my self 
Um, that's such a deep. That's such a deep statement. I love that so much. That's such a deep statement, bro. You may you may yeah. mention just now. You heard it in my voice. What you heard in my voice wasn't me disconnected from the podcast. You heard me sitting in the residue of my therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you heard. I had to like literally meditate and like really? I literally had to meditate, get up, stretch, drink some water. And like just sit still for a little bit for me to like get into a space mm -hmm. to be like, all right, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. So it took that it took that much decompression from therapy today for you. Yeah, one hundred percent, bro. Therapy kicked my yeah, ass. <laughs> <laughs> therapy, yeah. Like <laughs> therapy kicked well, my ass. Well, let me ass. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, are you wanting to to break that down via um on the pod? Or do you want that to be an off-air deal? Because I'm not sure how deep it was, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we could do whatever, bro. We could do whatever. You know, I think I think we talk about mental health and therapy, you know, pretty organically. So I, I, yeah. don't, I don't think this is like a, that, that episode. I mean, I don't know what this episode is. We don't know, right? But I think... Right. Um, I'm open. I'm open. This isn't, this, isn't, this isn't too deep for the podcast. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Well, let, let's see where it goes. I mean, first of all, I guess we can um, update folks on yeah, like kind of what's cracking too because I'm looking at our track list right now. And the last episode we posted was two weeks ago. Wow. Two weeks ago. And um, it was How to Love with Jalen Brown. But that that episode was recorded a few months ago. Process yes. of Nipsey was recorded a few months ago. Laid Out the yes. Gate was recorded a few months ago. Pornography <laughs> yes. was recorded a few months ago. Yep. Um, if you haven't heard these episodes, check them out. Um, each of them is very special in their own right, and we kind of break down some um, pretty, pretty dope, dope topics. If you if you check them out, we appreciate you. I also I, I want to take a moment too, real quick. I'm all over the place, but it's all good. Um, I want to thank every single person that's been streaming um, our podcast. We really appreciate you. One of our goals was to break um, our six month streaming, um, you know, record or numbers or whatever the case is for the first two quarters of the podcast, and we did that with the second two quarters. Even though we've been inconsistent, you guys have been consistent, and we appreciate you for that. So thank you. And I outside think, of that, oh, go ahead. No, I just think you should be signed to like a radio, bro. Like you sound, should, it sounds, it sounds really good. <laughs> like I would have thought you wrote this down. I'm like, dang, he didn't got nah, a script. How, where, where am I? Did I'm I get an email? Did, did I get an I'm email, bro? Did, did I miss it? <laughs> is this in the Google Drive? <laughs> Bruh, hey, I'm just trying to like I'm in a moment, man. I'm like in the moment right now, you know. And yeah. I, I've noticed that when I'm able to like kind of kill myself and just tap in, um, things are a little bit easier <laughs> to like communicate and just life is a little more fun. But um, but we'll get into it. Um, first, I want to ask you, bro. Like, what's what's been good? Like, like what's been happening lately? Um, mentally, emotionally, you know, uh, big picture, little picture. What's been cracking? Sheesh. Um, dang, you're right, bro. We haven't, it's been months. Um, it's been a while. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, since we had like a, a chance to like catch up. Um, what's been on? I mean, I finished, I finished up my first year of grad school. I didn't know that. When was this? Um, I finished, uh, the first week of May. First week oh, of sick. May. So, Go coming on like about a month since I've been done with my first my first um year. Uh definitely a challenging year. Um just as far as my workload, you know, like like I've shared 
work full time, school full time, and then outside of that, doing video work, photography work. But I'm not a videographer or photographer. I just do them right. <laughs> um, work in the prisons and then work outside the prisons with recent parolees. Right. Um, and then recently taken on uh, the responsibility of uh, consulting this uh, international education program. So I just feel like with all of those things, um, it sounds like a lot. It's like, oh, man, I'm so busy. But at the end of the day, I wasn't really uh, giving my best. I wasn't giving 100 to anything because um, I was really? just split so thin. Yeah. So I think school definitely took Let a huge hit. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you say you haven't been 100, given 100 in, in any particular area, like what does that compare to like how you used to get down in high school is it is it is it equal as far as um you kind of like coasting by or you're not giving your full effort or is it were you still trying a little bit harder this time around were you more intentional um i think that i think the work that was required of me in all those spaces i was doing what was required of me um but i think when i'm in those spaces i like to give more of me you know it's not it's not for me it's not enough to just do what was what, in my job description i like to offer myself to those spaces so even mm-hmm. when it comes to like work and working with students i can you know i can riff off a powerpoint and you know tell them the requirements and what's required to get to college and why college could be a a, a tool used uh for them in the future but i personally right. like to take the approach of helping them understand what college could mean to them as individuals uh, big picture beyond the school that I'm working for, but more so in relation to who they are as a person, you know, so it's more of like the motivational approach, um, mm-hmm. uh, big picture, well-informed. Um, and I think that's kind of my twist on everything I kind of put myself to. And I don't feel like I've been able to really give myself over in that way um, 100% of the time. I think when it came to work, uh, fortunately, those those days of work uh, were early on, so I was able to give 100 in those spaces, with my students, uh, when it came to school and like my papers, I wanted to be able to embrace that a little bit more, like I did with my my personal statement, and like really go in with this different perspective that I feel like I can bring to those spaces. Just because of my own personal experiences, I don't feel like I was able to do that in every assignment. I'd say maybe like sixty percent of the assignments. Have, I mean, with any of that though, is it you also have less time, right? Because you're you're working full time. You're you've got your side hustles that help you. Um, you know, conduct your business, and then you've also got school. So is it that you have less of yourself to give to one individual thing, or you know, um, undoubtedly, you could have went harder still, even with as much as you have on your plate? I definitely could have went harder. Um, okay. The thing that I like to say is not, not so much, it wasn't so much time management, it was task management. I think I, uh, under, I, think I underestimated what it would, would take to complete certain assignments. So even in doing... Like time versus task management. So time management is like, okay, well, you know, I go to class Tuesday, Thursday. I'm working Monday through Friday. Um, I have um, the prison work on Fridays. I have um, the parole, like work with the, the parolees on Wednesday evenings. And on the weekends, I'm probably editing and shooting. So time management wise, I got it spaced out so that everything has its own slot. It's a lot of time. And then on Mondays and Wednesdays, um, well, more so Mondays, um, I was going to the library at the time, like for like five hours. 
Um, and then I'd find time on like a Sunday, maybe three hours and maybe two hours on, on Saturday to dedicate to like schoolwork. So I have two classes, you know, it's a bunch of reading, journals, papers, projects. And um, so it was spaced out, like it, the schedule was packed time wise. But when I sit down, let's say on a Monday to work on the assignments that maybe do that Thursday and the following Tuesday, I'm thinking five hours should be enough time to pump out a two page journal and maybe like a six page paper. Now, in doing that, I have to do a lot of reading. I have to be able to gather all my sources, get all the references, find the theme, figure out what angle I want to do in my paper, and then start writing it. And as I'm writing it, I need to make sure everything's supported. I, don't, I can't do much fluff. Like, these papers need to be very, uh, they don't need to be very, but they, they tend to be more dense, where, like, every sentence has a purpose. It's getting to a very clear point, making a certain point so that I can move on to whatever the big theme is that I'm tying together. Um, I would underestimate the time that it takes to get that two-page journal and six-page paper complete. I'm thinking five hours is enough because in high school and college and undergrad, I've been able to pump something out overnight, you know, just because it's due. But in this space, the, the content isn't crazy over my head, but at the same time, it requires a lot more of my attention and detail. And, like, it may take five hours just to gather the resources and the citations and the references to make a strong point. Um, so I underestimated what it, what it took. So I found myself falling behind as far as deadlines because I did not want to just submit something just to say I submitted it. I wanted to make sure that what I was putting forth was quality work, you know, and unfortunately, you know, this, the, the professor was really supportive as a private school paying crazy money. So, you know, they were, yeah. they were, they were flexible in that, but you know, still not a good look in my personal opinion gotcha. um, to be in that position. So. Um, I definitely could have went a lot harder had I been more strategic, had I had a plan, like, yo, let me go ahead and outline today and let me make sure that I got the resources and the citations and the references while I'm reading, then maybe that's five hours could be a lot more productive than what they would have been had I tried to begin the process top to bottom in that one time to span. So, got you, got you. Yeah. Okay, I feel that. So then that's been, um, you know, school and work life, but then what about everything else personally and all that other jazz? Personally, bro. Um, Relationally, you know, it's just anything you want to share, bro. <laughs> I don't like I had to hear your smile, brother. I don't like that. <laughs> um, therapy, right? Therapy. Oh, mm-hmm. well, that kind of, we kind of started with that. Um, I've been going to therapy now for I think two, a little over two months. Um, okay. My therapy first at first it was like okay. Whenever I can remember, let me go ahead and schedule it because I'm paying out of pocket. So I didn't have like a set time. Um, I was going like every 10 to 12 days um, Mm. after a first few sessions and kind of opening up and sharing more and really feeling like my therapist has a feel for me. Like therapist isn't even appropriate anymore. Like he's like a coach. Um, Mentor? Mentor. Yeah. Um, But for the sake of conversation and, you know, all that. My therapist because it is therapy. Um, Yeah. Suggest he suggested that you know I, I do it weekly because there are some clinical concerns, clinical meaning, uh, emotional, cognitive. So the way I think, just behaviorally, some of the conditioning. There's some concerns as far as like things that I've believed and things that I need to unlearn because they're all impacting the way that I behave and respond and look at myself. Right. So there were some concerns in that area. Um, come to find out, you know, we have the same faith. He's also a Christian. So with that, um, he feels like there was a responsibility on his end. Uh, to be there for me as well spiritually in my spiritual formation and we started meeting weekly um you know every other week is clinical work 
and the off weeks is spiritual formation, so spiritual work. So um, that's been something that's been moving. Uh, spiritual formation is what's been kicking my ass. That's what I had today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's been exciting. I think I think we could do a whole a whole conversation on that, honestly. Um, but lightly touching on it, I think that that's uh, that's definitely done. Uh, it's, been, it's been very appropriate for where I am right now. Uh, when I talk about relationships, when I talk about um, my perspective on the world, on how I see myself, the role I play in the different spaces I'm in, um, I feel like I've been purging. And the process of purging, like all the ugliness has to come out, has to come out. You know what I mean? All the yeah. ugly has to come out in order to really get through and, and start anew, if you will. So that's kind of been my process these past few months. Like outside of school and work, and just my hustles, I think um, I've been I've been growing, but it's been growing pains. You know what I'm saying? Not just like, oh yeah. man, things are booming. It's like, nah, this shit is like this 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 stuff is real. Like it's real right now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, relationally, um, I've had to um, end um, a situation where a I was casually dating. Yeah, situationship. Um, it's so funny that how the love came out because when that dropped, it was so appropriate, bro. Like just a great reminder oh, of just yeah. you know what i'm saying like a reminder of like the decisions i make and why i have to make certain decisions because ultimately um i have a calling you know like whatever my purpose is like i can't operate the way i see everyone else operate you know i think mm. i see some of the homies casually dating it's like y'all would love mm -hmm. to casually date but just based on where yeah, i am in my life that. maybe at this time i'm not built for casual casual dating and um you know i got i got to be mindful of that right because and we talk about this all the time and I hate the way it sounds, but the truth is in a lot of these spaces where I'm trying to casually date, there is this desire, at least on the other end, for our situationship to turn into more. And I know I wasn't in the space to deal with a serious relationship, um, partially because I had just come out of my previous relationship. Um, I was really just looking for a space that can help me grow and understand some of the things I want. But I realized that that's not responsible in relation to that woman's feelings you know what i mean and mm -hmm. i had to take the role and responsibility to say this can't go further right it didn't go as smoothly as i thought it would have you know what i'm saying or i could have had that conversation as forward as i wanted to but um there definitely was more distance being put between the two of us for that reason um so that's kind of where i was there um what else do i want to share <laughs> you know what i'm thinking you know what i'm thinking brother um um I'm gonna choke to my damn tea, bro. <laughs> I've been I've been doing a lot more reflecting of my process. This is a whole conversation in itself, um, but I'm gonna drop it like this. I've been doing a lot more reflecting, which has led me to have some really transformative conversations with my ex, and we can go ahead and get into that another episode. I think that's gonna be a fire episode because I've gotten some <laughs> crazy gems. So this yeah. is like a teaser, you know what I'm saying, or a trailer, if you will, for a future future episode. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like it's pretty much been where I've been, bro. Like that, those are my main like pieces of life that have kind of been uh, moving, man. <sighs> yeah, bro. <laughs> That's like a I've lot, been bro. Talking a lot. I've been talking That's a, a lot. lot, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's heavy, bro. It's a lot, dog. It's a lot to unpack, man. It's a lot to kind of like figure out, man. And I think we undervalue the amount of life that we're living. Like stuff is shifting, things are happening. It's it's very dense out here right now, you know? Ooh. And when you're moving so fast, man, I feel like we just miss out 
on. We miss the de- we miss we miss the details of our lives and what's moving and the things that are changing and how we're growing and areas that need our attention and that's one thing I love about reflection and conversation is you get to sit back and kind of review and and evaluate where you're at and 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 what's going down. So I feel it, man. It's a lot you're processing. Oh yeah, bro. It's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. But like I said, it's a, it's a it's a it's a beautiful journey, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's yeah. not the prettiest, but it's beautiful in the sense that um kind of coming to a place of having more clarity on what's going on gives me more hope that what I'm going through I can get through. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I can see it clearly. I'm not just in this confused space hoping that, you know, these shots in the dark are going to hopefully land on a target that's going to unlock the door that I need. Like it's it's been it's been it's been uh you know it's beauty in the struggle honestly that's what it comes yeah. to man yeah um but yeah bro like you know that's me that's me but what's up what's happening on your end man like man. i want to hear what you've been got what you got got going on in these different areas and yeah um man so jay bell <laughs> um so yeah you know i mean as the people know man i'm in therapy as well i had um a session today um and it was fantastic it, it went really well and um it was really interesting man I, I learned a lot about myself in this conversation and uh the overall theme in my ri- life right now is acceptance and um letting go of what i want my life to be and accepting my life for what it is you know and where it's going and not getting so caught up in my own narrative and my own story about who i think i am and who i want to be but instead looking at my life and saying, yo, you know, this is what's going on. This is what it is. And this is what's beautiful about this moment right now. And the things that I need to change, I'm going to address, but I'm not going to kill myself in trying to fix them, you know? So I made a choice that was supposed to go into effect June 1st, which would be today as we're recording this episode, but it wouldn't affect three days early, but I made a choice now, um, to abstain from um sex and relationships until i figure some stuff out real quick you know so that includes you know pornography as well which is a a past episode and for those uh that have been keeping up with the podcast it's something i struggled with throughout my life um i'm learning through therapy that part of the reason why i struggle with it is because of some of the uh, sexual abuse that happened in my youth um, which is very much aligned to the off-air conversation we just had a second ago, which is, mm-hmm. you know, another reason why I think the universe is conspiring right now, you know? Yeah. But, you know, so anyway, so so those are the, the, the really, really, really personal, um, you know, the most personal part of it is just, like, um, addressing those, those areas that I've been neglecting for so long and that I hadn't, you know, fully understood. And then, you know, outside of that, though, there, there are so many beautiful things happening. Um, Dare Me, season one, is well into effect um we just got the script for 106 which i'm excited to read but you know we got to work real quick right and um, 106 is episode six episode six season one Mm. episode six right Mm. so we're killing it right now man this is a really beautiful show man we're getting such good feedback and the producers the cast everybody is like really excited about what we're doing man and it, it it has the feel of a very very special show um 
it's funny because you watch interviews of folks and they're like, yo, man, I had no idea that this was going to be as big as it was. And then you have those stories of like, yo, when we were doing it, it just felt different. It felt special. And this one just feels special. You know, I don't know where it's going to go, but it feels really, really good. Um, and for those of you that, that don't know, Dare Me is the series that I've been working on for USA. I am um, one of the, 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 the characters in that show. I play Slocum. And um, it's a really special show. But we're getting to like, you know, more about that, you know, closer to, to, to when it's going to air. But anyway, so work is, is great. It's, um, it's amazing. I'm finally in a moment where I'm really deeply appreciating where I am right now and how far I've come, which has been been amazing. Um, my daughter is well and thriving, bro. Our relationship is um, getting stronger, which is interesting to see our, our, our relationship thickening and us just getting closer and just, you know, we're, we're like really establishing this crazy vibe and friendship, me and my daughter and relationship. And it's, it's really, really exciting, man. And, I'm having just what, so much fun doing th- things with her that I, I wouldn't normally do. What's up? What, what What are some of those things that stand out that you would like identify as like determinant factors that you all are getting closer? Yeah, I think it's just like it's 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 interesting because I'm traveling a lot right now. Every you know, uh, every week, every other week, I have to travel to Toronto to shoot the show. So when I return, man, it's just like she's so thrilled and excited, you know. And we'll mm-hmm. be sitting. And she'll go, Daddy, I missed you, you know? Or before I'm going to leave, she'll be like, Daddy, I'm gonna, I, I missed you when you were in Toronto. Or I'm going to miss you when you leave. Or why do you have to leave? Like, it's really like, you know, she's really vocal about um, how she feels about me working and me leaving and these things, you know? When yeah. we're spending time together, it's like she's very um, vocal about what she wants to do, you know, and drawing with me and playing and all these other things. And... You know, when she was younger, because I, I was working so much, I didn't get to spend as much time with her. So she didn't really appreciate or really care whether or not we played a lot or spent time. It was more the focus was playing with my mother. But now as she's getting older and I think she's starting to like, we're just starting to vibe, you know, more, you know. And, you know, she's really, really interested in, in playing and hanging out and just having a good time and even just talking. Like, it's real cool, man. And... It's interesting when I drop her off and the strains of like her wanting me to stay there or daddy, why can't you live here? Or all that, all those conversations are very intriguing right now and they're happening so frequently, but it's really just like, you know, it's what we're doing and the amount of fun that we're having, man. And just like, you know, that smile on that little girl's face. And it's just like, we, 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 like we really have a stride right now, you know? And you know, I credit therapy and meditation and, 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 and my reading and just, like, my awareness, uh, developing awareness to to a lot of that. But it's just it's just beautiful, man. Um, but, yeah, so my daughter, that's great. Um, having a little bit of a hard time with, with, with both of my parents right now um, in different ways. Like, we're just not on the same page, but that's something that, that, that I'm figuring out and I'm going to mm-hmm. be working through. Um and then lastly, man, um, there's one more bit I was thinking about, but I lost it. Uh, therapy, my daughter, um, work. Um, I guess just like spiritually, man, I'm in a place where I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm now returning to God in a sense. Um, for a mm-hmm. lot of years, I had kind of like shunned that relationship because of, you know, my past pains of the church, just like my past pains with an ex. And now I'm in a place where I'm much more open to my relationship with God and I'm starting to explore that relationship for myself, which has been very liberating and, and beautiful. 
Um, and I'm just paying a lot more attention to myself, bro. Um, whether it be like just what I need day to day. Um, but no, it's just been a really, it's been really good, man. Thinking about where I was, you know, a year ago to date, you know, I had just, I had just began therapy and I was coming off a crisis and I was contemplating suicide and I was going through all of these different things and to see in 12 months how much different uh, of a place I'm in and how much more, I don't want to say control I have over, you know, my feelings and emotions, but how much more stability mm. um, my life is expressing. That's a good it's, word. It's, it's dope. It's dope, man. I love that. Yeah, dog. I yeah. love that. that I, I, I hear intention, bro. I hear intention all up and through yeah. that and everything you've stated, man. That's a beautiful thing. That's, that's one of the things I definitely admire, man. It's like, you know, in times we, we chop off air and the conversations we have and just hearing you and how present you are with Madison, bro. Like, that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think it's easy, you know, even on the phone, we're having a conversation. No matter how deep the convo, Maddie can just be asking you a question about, you know, something that I think anyone else can overlook as not being too critical, as important in the moment. But you taking the time to be like, no, this is important. This is my daughter. This is I have to be intentional with the time I spend with her to acknowledge yeah. her, to see her to let her know that she's important to know that you know what i mean like i think that's that's a that's a at least for me that's not something i see all the time you know what i mean and just being out with with it's out in the world bro seeing seeing families mm. and all that like it's, it's just a beautiful thing to see hear how present you are with her um and then to hear how vocal she is in expressing herself at four years old like yeah man i mean it's, it's, it's in line with that idea man that um no, we've been having this this conversation pretty frequently of us as as young black men, our voices being separate from our bodies and our emotions, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's this thought, I was speaking with my vocal coach, and she was expressing to me that before our voice is a sound, it's a feeling, right? And as kids, or babies rather, you know when babies before make noise and I'm sorry. Before uh, our voice is a, a a sound, it's a feeling. Before our voice is a sound, it's a feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So as a child or a young or a kid or a baby, I mean, you know, you hear kids hum. You know, I make noise, ah, mm, or whatever. Like you know, they're making noise and their voice is creating vibrations. Those vibrations they can feel in their throat, in their chest, in their uh, nasal passages, in their head, and all these different places, right? as they're speaking. They never felt that before. They never spoke before, right? So these are all new sensations for them, right? So they're very connected to their voice and their emotions in that way. So as we grow up and we become toddlers, right? Our parents tell us to be seen and not heard. Our parents tell us to not to act a fool, to keep our mouths shut. Our parents tell us not to yell, to keep our voice down. Don't raise your voice, watch your tone. So we become so hypersensitive to our voices as young children going through um, young childhood and, and, and our adolescence and our voice becomes repressed. And I think in our voice becoming repressed, we, we disconnect from our voice and we put on this, this mask, we put on this, um, this act um, just to, to survive because we know if I raise my voice, if I show emotion, if I feel, then I'm gonna get in trouble. So I yeah. can't feel anything. I've, I've gotta know myself out and repress myself in order to survive, right? Wow. So with that, you know, 
my biggest goal with my daughter is to break a lot of those norms and that conditioning so that she knows that her voice matters, right? I was having this conversation with a castmate of mine um, where, like, at times, like, my daughter will, she, um, there's been a few instances where, like, you know, you, like, you pick her up and you may accidentally pinch her or accidentally, you know, hurt her, right? And um, it happened once with my mother, like, a week ago. And my mother's first reaction is, girl, that don't hurt that bad, blah, blah, I barely touched you, right? Defending herself because I think in my mother's mind, it's, I would never do anything to hurt my daughter or my granddaughter, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not about, you know, what the intention of whether or not you, you, you wanted that to happen or you, or you tried to make that happen. It's more about her voice. Because what happened is that same little girl is going to grow up and tell you that something hurt or somebody did X, Y, and Z, and you're not going to believe it or you're going to, you know, uh, quiet her voice down. Wow. Um, because you just don't believe that in other people. You don't believe that it happened the way that she said it happened, right? So for me, mm. it's like I want my daughter's voice to count right now. Even if she's being hypersensitive and it doesn't hurt that, that bad, you could be absolutely right. But she needs to know that if she's hurting, she can go to somebody and they're going to do something about it. Yeah. They're going to help her feel better. They're going to console her, right? So for me, it's a lot about making sure that my, my, my daughter doesn't disconnect from her voice and from her soul because I feel like there are so many of us walking around, you know, especially as teenagers, man, you see them, especially in church a lot. You see these kids that don't want to be there, you know, and their parents may be faking the funk or whatever the case is. And you can see them and they just, they're, they're dead behind the eyes, right? Yeah. They're in church and they're not there. They're not present. They don't care at all. They have no connection to this place or these people at all. And you see it. And, you know, now it breaks my heart because I know exactly what that is. And I've been there, you know? So that's the reason why I feel like I have to be so intentional because if I'm not, if I'm asleep, I feel like um, I just be failing her, you know, and myself. That's fire, bro. I think I think you need to host like a like a parenting one on one workshop series or something, brother. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Man. That that intentionality Man. is so key. That's so key because you saying that I hear it and I feel like I see it, you know. And and myself, my own experiences with my parents yeah. and just our peers, honestly, bro. Like just the things that we've been conditioned to believe and how that impacts who we are today. Like that's yeah. so clear. That's so clear, yeah, bro. Man. But it, and it I takes it, that man. time and attention today. Oh man, that's loud. Yeah, yeah man. It's, it just gets so deep, man. And, and and you would think that these are small, minuscule things. Excuse me. Had to burp. Sorry. Um, you would think they're they're small, um, minuscule things. Like you know, we talk about you know sushi and skydiving, right? If you look at mm. the black community, a lot of times. Many of us may not have ever really experienced sushi or tried sushi, right? Because growing up, we're taught that you don't need to be eating raw, 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 uh, raw meat, right? Mm-hmm. You don't need to eat no mm-hmm. raw fish. Like, that's going to make you sick, right? You're going to get X, Y, and Z. And these are coming from people who have never tried these things. They never experienced it for themselves, but their fears are, you know, and their prejudices are against these things. Skydiving. Oh, that's some white people shit. You about to jump out of a plane? Nigga, you crazy, right? But these are people that have never even challenged themselves and experienced it. And like we talked about Maslow's hierarchy, you know, that's up there with self-actualization. Even something as small as trying new foods or, or jumping out of a plane, right? And a lot of us don't have those basic needs met to where we can explore and try new things and, and really push the boundaries, you know, yeah. of our comfort zone and live on the edge, Yeah, you know? And Still I trying think to find the comfort and the basics. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And we're, we're living on autopilot. 
and the controls are set by by everybody else but ourselves. You know, our Ooh. teachers, our parents, our family members, the our controls friends, our communities. are set by everyone but ourselves. Yes, yes. So Ooh. we never we never question it. This is just the way it's set up. This is the way we've always done it. This is the way this thing works. This panel works this way because I mean, this is what they, they this is what they told me. This how, this yeah. they told me it works this way. And we, we move that way and we just limit ourselves and we box ourselves in, man. You know, we're afraid to learn, you know, and, you know, I even think about things, you know, this is going to be dope. You know, even like, you know, washing your chicken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> People yeah. washing their chicken and science is telling us that it is more dangerous to wash your chicken with cold water um, than it is, you know, just to cook it because... You know, it's not even it's not even that's more dangerous. It's just, you know, evidence shows that, you know, washing your chicken off with cold water doesn't kill any germs or bacteria. Mm. Right. Only heat does. However, a lot of people are going to just do it the way that they, they've always done it because in their minds, it just makes them comfortable without any yeah. evidence, you know, to prove otherwise. Because yeah. if you go to Chipotle, I guarantee they ain't washing that chicken They're before they, they serve it to you. They're just yeah. cooking it. But you're OK with that. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Or if you look at your red meat, a lot of people don't wash steak. Right. They're just cooks. They're just cook a steak. So what's the difference between a, I mean, st- steak and chicken? Mm. You yeah, know, we, 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 we believe that the whole. I mean, not believe like as if it's not real, but salmonella. I think is is just the biggest concern. Like, oh, chicken's gonna go bad. Chicken's this. Chicken's that. So we believe. I mean, not that that's not real, but we believe that our our efforts are the thing that's gonna make the difference in it. Mm. Oh man, that's that's interesting. You talk about box, bro, because for me in therapy today, that was something that I came to recognize. This wasn't even this had this this was so off topic, but because of the topic we were talking on, it it resonated. And I came to realize I've come to realize that I often box people in based off of mm. the title and like the label that um that they have. Um, and it's so funny because I think that a lot of, I mean, a lot of that is just out of habit, out of what I believe I need for myself, right? But I've never lived this life before, but it's almost like I'd rather live within the comfort of what has been shared, what has been experienced by others. But as you talked about it, like living life, like actually living life for ourselves, being alive in the life that we live, I think requires us to take those risks, requires us to learn new information, requires us to really, I think, question the processes that we go through and why we do it to really explore and understand like what makes sense, what's appropriate for ourselves. Um, <clears throat> for example, my therapist, um, you know, talks about the importance of establishing a relationship in order for our sessions to be productive or to be as fruitful mm-hmm. as they need to be. And, <clears throat> you know, a part of that was uh, establishing some form of accountability and a lot of that accountability to me was in the department of like lust right like when I found myself in certain situations whether it's like sex porn or just desiring success or whatever it may be for myself it's like talking about it recognizing it identifying the feeling identifying the triggers just to be able to better understand where I am in, in that department and for me, I felt like that was really weird. Like, I didn't feel comfortable sending him messages. However, this is something I said that I think would probably help me in that space. And um, 
he's like, well, yeah, just, just, just hit me up and, you know, in, in, in conversation, we'll establish relationships. So, you know, I can support you through these spaces. And whenever you find yourself in that space, we can talk about it or we can unpack it, whatever the need is. Um, but I felt like that was really weird. So even in my, my mind of recognizing times I need to reach out to him, I wouldn't. And the reason why I wouldn't was because I didn't see how me reaching out to say, hey, um, you know, I'm struggling right now or hey you know I, I i took a w i didn't i didn't slip up whatever the case is um yeah. i didn't see the value of me reaching out in that moment to really build upon our relationship and what come to find out was like his whole idea of relationship wasn't just about the moments that i felt weak or the moments that i overcame it was more so about just establishing a friendship with him like i would with anybody hey bro what's been going on how you doing or Yo, I just had a meeting or man, I just had a great presentation or whatever it is. Yeah. Or oh, I just thought about this. Um, I've boxed him in as a therapist and I have a, identified the time and space with him to be Fridays at whatever time we schedule. So anything outside of that, I think is beyond his scope of work. I think it's beyond, like I think it's violating his boundaries. Though he's the mm. one telling me it's cool, I'm the, on my end trying to enforce boundaries in his own life. Um, because of that you know what I mean so I just think it's so interesting because for me that 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 exposed me to recognize that I do that in a lot of other areas of my life where I like I create these boxes of like what's within my control what's comfortable for me and like what I should and should not do based upon the information that I've already gathered but these are ex experiences of other people and things I've heard over time that I have never really challenged or thought about to really be present to figure out like is this okay you know mm. um so yeah I don't know man I just I just I, I find that to be uh intriguing as far as just like some of the habits and the conditionings that we've kind of gone through that that allow us to live on autopilot without really engaging life as I think as it happens and yeah, do you think those boundaries are like, do you think those boundaries are like defense mechanisms in order to preserve the relationship? I, I don't, yes, I think they're definitely defense mechanisms. I don't even know if it's truly to def, to protect the relationship. I think it's to protect me from being uncomfortable. Okay. I think it's isolating me from, from living life. It's It's keeping me where... I feel like I have the most control of like, well, I nothing abnormal can happen in this space that, you know, I can't necessarily foresee. So therefore I should be okay. It's mm. so subtle. It's so subtle, bro. It's such a subtle It's interesting though, because you talk about being uncomfortable, man. It's I feel like in, in most situations when we're uncomfortable is because we don't understand the information we're receiving, right? Oh, yes. You think about J. Cole, right? He has um, that line in, I want to say, the intro of his album, K.O.D. And it goes on to... Actually, you know, can we, can, we, can we cue that right now? Can we cue it? I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, we, we don't have nobody, we don't have nobody <laughs> doing that. Um, <laughs> but I can't wait to get to that place where we're like, hey, hey can, can you pull it up real quick? Cue it, drop and it. And then it just happens. Yeah, it, drop, that, drop that J. Cole. And, <laughs> but anyway, in the intro, he talks about how, um, you know, children, you know, pretty much cry. Um, when they f because they don't understand pain, right? And then you know, actually, hold on a second. I'm gonna pull it up because I want to actually read it appropriately, real quick. Troll lyrics, because it's mad deep, and I don't wanna uh, mess it up. 
motherfucker said he don't want to butcher it. Nah, it's about to. I can feel it coming on, bro. I can feel it happening. Now my Wi-Fi want to trip up. That's wild. I try. I typed in intro lyrics, and what came up is 1985. I'm alive. Okay, so it says a newborn baby has two primary modes of communication: laughter, which says "I love this," or crying, which says "This frightens me. I'm in pain." Life can bring much pain. There are many ways to deal with this pain. Choose wisely. And then toward the end of the song, there's like an ad lib that says. Um, you know, pretty much it suggests that if God knows everything, does he feel no pain? And if he understands everything, does that mean that he still is like glorified in our pain, pretty much? You know what I mean? And it's really interesting because I think when it comes to uncomfortability and not really, you know, being in tune with what that information means, you think about anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of times anxiety is our mind's interpretation of you know adrenaline at times right you know when adrenaline adrenaline and anxiety feels feel similar <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like our mind's interpretation of what adrenaline is when we get a, a bunch of adrenaline a dumpage or even serotonin you know and we and our response to that you know with our thinking brain is this is uncomfortable this scares me what's going on i don't like this you know instead of investigating and and kind of like leaning into it a little bit and trying to figure out what why do i feel this way you know Mm -hmm. and it's a very weird thing because i I don't feel like there's enough conversation around you know really understanding what we feel you know and why we feel the way that we feel you know sometimes there's a reason for it and sometimes it's 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 not It's, it's, it's us overreacting you know and that's one thing that's been like a current theme of my life is kind of tapping into my emotions a little bit more and yep. just understanding, you know, what's going on. Like literally for me, I was driving driving home today. And um it's very interesting. So late with um, you know, with Maddie when I drop her off to her mother, it's um this idea of what if we could make this work, right? You know, I look at her, I look at Maddie and I look at us and it's like, bro, this is an instant family. You know, if we can figure this out, this thing is this thing can work, this thing can move, right? And what I noticed today is that's an emotional response um, to these circumstances and, and my desires, right? And then when I think about it and I really tap into what it is about this person, I don't really know what it is that attracts me to her today. You know what I'm saying? But what I'm doing now is trying to lean more into and just really understanding the way that I feel yes. and not rejecting it. Because for a long time, I repressed my feelings towards her. Yes. Or just in life towards in, towards many things, right? As opposed to, you know, validating, yo, okay, I feel this way. That's cool. Let's deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that goes back into the sense of control. Right, right, right. Because I think, I think when you start to unpack and explore those feelings, like, we just don't know what, what, what can come of it. Um, that, I think, is the process for me in my life of therapy, like I, I, had, I had jokingly told my therapist that uh, therapy for me is like emoting time. Cause for so long I've, I've logically and intellectually explained my way, through, way life. through life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when situations happen, um, I, I'm like, okay, well this is why it happened. You know, as much as it sucks, that just kind of, it is what it is. And 
that doesn't get rid of or help me heal from the emotions that are attached to whatever that experience may be. So I go through life with all these emotions essentially going unchecked. But if I think back to situations that these emotions are tied to, I can have a like maybe a logical explanation as to why it is. But in that process, it's like there is no, there there are no tools gained on like you said how to deal with these emotions, and that that kind of goes back to something I had told to you, said to you earlier, is like just not knowing how to process, like my experience with doubt. You know, when it comes to the way I look at myself, when it comes to situations I'm in, whether it's a relationship when it comes to um, even believing in my dreams and my passions. It's like I go through these periods where I'm excited by something, and after a while I start to think, well, maybe this isn't it. And in that moment of considering whether or not this is it or maybe I'm tripping or maybe it's just a moment or maybe it's a season, I'm trying to figure out a process that can give me a clear answer so that I know how to move. And in that process of looking for a quote-unquote sign that this is the right direction, or a sign that, you know, keep going or whatever, I'm also being met with things that could potentially be signs to tell me to go the other way. And I don't have a true process of like making sense of what's valid and what's not valid. And I'm realizing that a lot of that has to go back to like values. And I think that's a bit why it's so difficult because I don't think we're living in a time where that's encouraged as much, you know what I mean, to figure out what you stand for and, and to be, you know, steadfast in what you believe. I feel like we have all these opinions and all these things going on, all these ideas, conflict of ideas, you know what I mean? You get a meme that says one thing today and it says a totally opposite thing tomorrow. We don't even recognize it, but it's creating all this incongruency in our lives, so much so that it's almost like I'm a bit unsure of how to navigate whether what I'm feeling is accurate or if it's just a feeling because I don't have the intelligence in that space in that moment to be able to decipher between what's real and what's not real for myself and I think that, that's so frustrating it's extremely frustrating because I'm kind of just I'm gambling through life at that point I'm, I'm gambling through because I'm not what do you mean you're gambling mm -hmm. through life like like you know, and some of the decisions I made, right? Like even, you know, let's say for example, past relationships, you know, who was to say the decisions I made were the right decision, right? And I and I, I think back to some of the conversations we've had where, you know, it's not so much about right and wrong, but it's more so about movement and how are we moving past certain situations. But if I'm not even taking the time to assess the situation that I was in and take the time to understand what my feelings were associated with it and better understanding how I am and how I deal with situations, then I'm not truly growing. I'm just moving from one situation to the next, one situation to the next, hoping that one day I get it right, hoping that one day it makes sense, hoping one day that all the signs just magically line up. But if I don't have a clear understanding of what I stand for and what I believe in and what that looks like to the T, I mean, like in my relationships and how I communicate with others, how I communicate with myself, then I think that I'm constantly going to be in that cycle, searching, 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 searching. But it's not until I take the time to kind of look internally to figure out who I am and what I believe and what I want, will I begin to really start making the progress towards whatever the end goal is for myself. It's interesting you say that because right now I'm reading this book, um, Everything is Fucked. And by reading, I mean I'm listening to the, the audio book on Audible. Mm -hmm. By Mark Manson. Mark Manson, yes. 
Mm. And, you know, he, he, he presents this idea that we have two minds, right? We have our mm. thinking mind and we have our feeling mind, right? And the problem is our thinking mind and our feeling mind don't communicate as well with each other as they probably should, right? And with some of us, one part of our minds is more dominant than the other. I think for you and I, our thinking part of our mind is more dominant. We're trying to think our way through life. Mm-hmm. And we're not as in tune or tapped in to our uh, our feelings as we should be, right? But I think the idea is getting away from the expectations of what our life is or needs to become or, 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 or whatever. And, you know, just really looking at those situations, looking at how we, how we feel and, and what we think, um, and trying to find that middle ground, you know, taking it as opposed to two separate planes, figuring out how to, how to converge them into a Venn diagram to where there's a common space in the middle, right, a common ground, but then they, they both have their own existence and their own process and their own um, opinions, you know? And I think about um, stocks a lot too now, right? So Tarek and I have both begun trading on Robinhood. Um, we make, we, well, we'll get into that in another episode. But the point I'm trying to make with stocks is I look at life kind of like a chart, right? And mm. if you go into the app on Robinhood, right, you'll be able to see, you know, what your investments have been doing over time, right? And sometimes you'll go live. And, you know, depending on, you know, what you're doing, but let's say you're using $1,000, right? And if you're looking live, you may be down $200, right? But you've been investing for five years. But right now you're down $200 if you look at live. But if you go back a day, you're only down $100. You go back a week, you're down 50 And if you take that back three months or a year, you know, you may be up $700, right? And I think with the comparison sometimes, we're just looking at the numbers, you know, we get a little distraught sometimes because our life isn't, you know, our chart's not green, right? It's reflecting red right now. We're in the, we're in the negative, but on the day or on the week yeah. or on this chapter in life, as opposed to looking at the grand scheme and saying, yo, I've come a long way. And I don't think we take enough time to smell the roses and just appreciate life for what it is. And I also think that something about the American way is this idea that we, that we have to have to be right for our own ego, you know? Mm. And I don't know, man. I, I just, I, I'm just, I'm just starting to feel, um, for me, a, a, a release of control and a release of expectation. Now yes. me releasing expectation does not mean that I'm not striving or fighting or working toward anything. That's not what I'm saying. You know, I still have my goals. I'm still working. I'm still doing my thing, right? But releasing expectation is letting go of the control of the final product or or the expectation of what it's going to look like. It's literally me sitting at that table with a piece of nothing, a piece of clay, and turning that world and just making the best thing that I can make in that moment with the knowledge and, 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 and the tools that I have, you know? And I feel like in that space, life gets a little bit easier because at the end of the day, I can look at the world and say, man, yeah, I can mess up, right? I can slip up. Let's say with this absence thing, you know, I slip up and slip into something. And then I'm like, oh, man, shh, man, shh. I'm messing up, dude. I shouldn't be doing this, man. Ah, I'm so frustrated with myself. Why am I still going through the same things? Boom, 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 right? Which is a conversation I've had with myself many times. And at the end of that conversation, I'm just left with um, frustration and hopelessness. And I'm upset with myself, but nothing, it doesn't affect anything. It happens, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
on the contrary, you can look at those same experiences and say, yo, well, that's not what I wanted to do, you know, but it's okay. We're going to figure it out and I can move forward from it. I can think about it in the moment or I can let it go and allow it to matriculate and learn what I learned throughout the process and just move forward. But this idea, I think of, you know, whether we're doing the right thing right now, it's like, I don't know. I feel like it, 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 it just kind of like busies our mind too much and kind of clouds our, our clouds up our hard drive to where we're not accepting in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But we're not fighting available ourselves. Mm-hmm. No. Mm. No, but it's, um, but I feel you. I think that's a justifiable response and a very human response. Right. But, and I think it's about, you know, I feel like if we're, if we're leaning too heavy with just, you know, overthinking things and, we're, and we exist too much in thought, then we've got to tap into that, that feeling, you know, figure out ways to listen to our bodies, listen to our minds, listen to our hearts and, and, and figure out what we need on that day. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> I, I've been hearing a lot more and reading, you know, these memes. <laughs> I hate that my my <laughs> reference is like social media, and you talk about been, these I've wonderful been, you know, books. I've been, I've been reading a lot of memes <laughs> lately. Um, some of the better memes I've been reading are. Uh, yeah. No, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull them up because I've actually printed some out. I've got I've got them <laughs> screenshotted, but like, <clears throat> this, and this actually goes back to my 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 beginning point. Um, but but right now, I'm. I've like been purging myself of like a lot of the pages that I've been following just because I feel like, like I said, I'm kind of getting to the end of myself. Boy, that Instagram purge is something crucial, man. Bro, it's so necessary. I feel like I'm getting to the end of myself in the sense that because I was so busy in these last few months and my schedule was so packed with like serious work and Mm -hmm. service that drained me that I was looking for entertainment, right? looking for the socializing looking for the things that escape. allow my like, like an escape yeah for my mind to just go idle and not even so much so because i think that's important right to take those breaks but i had essentially overindulged because i felt so drained and burned out from these experiences that i've like abandoned myself i've abandoned the things that I need to stay in line with where I am and my goals and my focus and the things that I say I want for myself. Right. And it's like, I'm finally looking up and I'm like, I'm nowhere where I feel at peace and calm in myself and what I'm doing on my day to day. Right. Um, And it's like so important to make those decisions. And as I'm making these decisions on my day to day to recognize, like I need to make a decision today that's going to bring me closer to the things that I say that I want. You know what I mean? And in the event that I don't, I just got to reset and do it again as opposed, like like you're saying, having these unrealistic expectations and taking the time to be upset and get down on myself and disciplining myself and punishing myself for all these things that I'm not doing when that time Mm -hmm. can be used to exert energy into figuring out what I need to do to get back on track, to reset, right? Because that whole Mm -hmm. idea of like being present almost feels like it means that we're not looking and planning for the future but it's actually not even so much that because i think even for myself i've used to take so much time in planning for the future that even in the present that's where my mind would be 
right? That's where my energy would be. So I would be squandering the moments before me and even the opportunities to even grow and develop where I am because I'm so focused on how it does not look like what it's supposed to look like. So I'm racking my brain on figuring out how to fix something rather than taking the time to help nurture it and build it and grow it and massage it into becoming that thing that I want, you know? Um, and I realize I've done that across like across multiple areas of my life. And, and I think that um, you saying that just brings me to a place of like, okay, well, if these are things I say I want um, and these are things that I say that I, I, I truly aspire to do and things I don't like, why why would I continue to make those decisions, those small decisions on my day to day, right? Like when I'm sitting here scrolling through Netflix for 45 minutes to find something, why not put the time and energy into building, you know, my mind or, or, or stimulating my mind in a way that I want to read these books, all these books I got on my book graveyard, right, that I say <laughs> I want to get to. That's 45 minutes that could be used towards that. And not only will yeah. I be knocking out something I say I want for myself, I also will be filling my mind with ideas and things that I can stand upon to say this is going to help shape me for the future that I want for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just it's just crazy, I think, getting to a point of realizing the importance of that. Because I, I think these are things that like are said all the time, but to really put it into action truly is a decision-by-decision decision type thing. Yeah, in a way too. It's like so. I'm watch, I'm reading that book right with uh, Mark Manson. He also talks about the idea that you can't you can't think your way into certain things, right? Like you can't what you know you can't think your way into certain things. Oh man, you know. And he talks about like habits. Like you know, if you look at wanting to like, if you if you have a habit to go to the gym every day, right? He said your filling brain might say, Ah, man, I don't feel like going to the gym. Man, I'm so tired. Blah blah. I just want to relax, right? And he said, instead of forcing yourself to go and just beating yourself into submission, you know, what you do is you say, yo, okay, feeling brain, I feel you, you know, you don't want to go, but let's think about how you're going to feel after you go to the gym. And, you know, maybe let's just put our shoes on, our gym shoes and just see what happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like trying to find, you know, in your mind, you're tricking your body, you're tricking your mind into finding the benefits of whatever you want to achieve, as opposed to doing it, you know for the sake of ego. So a question I'm asking myself now is the goals that I have, are they ego driven or are they like purpose driven? You know, the, the reason why I feel like a lot of us can't do the things that are on purpose, uh, on, that are important to us is because they aren't on purpose, right? They aren't aligned with, you know, the ideals of who we want to be, who we want to become, what we're interested in. But instead, we're trying to do them because we, we just think they're they're a good idea. You can't eat healthy because you just think it's good, you know? You've got to mm -hmm. have some really deep-seated, deep-rooted um, philosophies behind why you want to do these things. Oh. So for me, it's, it's, it's about spending less time strategizing about all the things that I want to do, but instead thinking about who do I want to become, what's important to me, and how, how can I, 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 I lay this foundation of um, traits and behaviors or... or um, characteristics that I want to uh, that I want to be find the characteristics of who I want to be and then reverse engineer my behaviors to fit those characteristics yep. you know if it's really important to me to be a good actor then well you know reading helps with that you yep. know training helps with that you know um, getting a good night's rest helps me become a good actor because I'm be I have more energy for the next day 
Right. You know, the amount of um, information I'm taking in, good information, and me having a strong mind is going to help with that marathon, right? But, you know, we've got to train for our individual marathons in that way. And I feel like, um, I feel like I lost exactly where, what, what, what the point of saying all that was. But it's all good. It's life. It'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> you ended that like that was the point. I love that. <laughs> Man, that's so good, bro. That's so good. I, f- I I really feel, I feel good. I feel good. This this for me for me this was a very necessary conversation. Yeah. <laughs> because of the space I was in right before we hopped on, bro. Like <laughs> it was such a dark place, dog. It was such really? a dark place. Yes, yes. You know, my therapist mentioned depression to me, bro, today. Uh huh. He mentioned that's depression. You said you you haven't gone through before, right? That's something I say I have never gone through. Yeah. And because I talked about how I isolate myself, and I do that all the time, and I can I can say that I isolate myself, and I say it's because I need to just clear my mind. I need to do this. I need to do that. But even as of late, like at work and whatnot, my students are saying, "Tarek, smile," or "You look mean." We're looking at your computer, this and that. And I've never been told that. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. What the heck is different? Because I'm not laughing and I'm not turned up. And that would be my like my logical reasoning is, oh, they're just saying that because I'm not joking right now. They're just saying that because this. But no, it's been happening too consistently, you know. And um, I forgot the moment that I brought it up to my therapist. But however I, I mentioned it, it, it was speaking. Oh, it was me talking about the boundaries that I set for others. So even when someone asked me, like, hey, Tara, can I help you with this? Or do you have it? I would choose to say I have it. Like I'm not going to ask for help. You know, if you mm-hmm. start helping, cool. But if you ask me you to make think a decision, it, I don't even think about it. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I don't even consider yep. it yep. what yep. help would look like and feel like. But I immediately shut it out. And that's me isolating myself. And I do it, you know, in these small areas of like, you know, something simple as helping me set up some chairs or as simple as, hey, like, are you OK? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. nah, like I'm a little confused right now. I'm a little frustrated or I'm sad. Like I'm like. It's so immediate just to say no, and like that's a form of that, bro. And I'm thinking, wait, what? So just so when I say therapy kicked my ass, it's literally because like even now, like I'm still thinking about it. Like, at what point do I start to take control of where I am? You know what I mean? To recognize my condition, to be willing to speak to my needs, to be able to 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 lean on the people around me to. Be that village and that community. At what point do that, you take control? Speak so much. At, at what point do I do I make the not 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 I'm not when I say my condition I'm not speaking of depression I'm speaking of um you speaking of like the I moments, talked about those moments when people the, the, you know, ask for help or whatever the case yes. is yes yeah I think I think what that is about is is simply mindfulness and awareness right it's because I'm going through the same thing right you know it's minuscule I went to Starbucks today right because I was thirsty. And every time I go to Starbucks, I get a coffee, you know, even if I'm thirsty because I, I like coffee, right? I don't mm-hmm. have to be tired. I just like coffee. So I'm going to buy a coffee and I'm going to drink a coffee out of habit. But instead, I took a beat and I asked myself, what would I want to drink today? And today I, I decided I wanted a refresher, those little strawberry refresher joints, right? Yeah. So I had that and that's what I needed for that day. But I had to stop and take a beat to think about it and, and, and have that inner dialogue to kind of figure out, man, what am I feeling like today? What do I need? You know, and I think... Mm. You know, to apply that to that situation, it's in those situations people ask you because people have been doing that with me too lately where they're like, 
I forget what it was. I forget what it was, but you know, people people ask me um, if you know if I let's say if somebody asks me if I want to run lines, I normally would say no because you know I don't want to run. I don't like to run lines with people. I like to do it myself. But mm-hmm. instead, I might you know now I take a I take a second to think about it. And be like, yo, do I want to run lines right now? Could that help me? Am I ready to run lines? And then you know answer yay or nay, as opposed to right. just going going off the script. You know, I hope you don't really what answer you're that about way. Is the script what? <laughs> yay. yay or nay? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> No, but you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, at, at that point, you're just on the script, bro. You're on script. You know, you're yes. on, you know, it's going off your script. Autopilot. Just, yeah. 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 That's literally autopilot, dog. Like without considering, like, what does that really mean, and what could that, what can that be beneficial to me right now? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. even take the time to consider it for myself. That's all it is, bro. That's the work. I think the work is only taking that, like, not answering and just thinking about it for a second. Hmm. Yes. Literally. Yes. I think that's yes. all the work you need to do, bro. That's all it is. You're right. You're so right. Because it's little, and, and that becomes a lot easier for me to digest in the moment of thinking about where I am. This person just asked me a question right now. Right now, what is my answer? Let me think mm-hmm. about it and then respond as opposed to this idea of, well, this is the end goal and I probably can do this on my own if I need to. You know what I mean? It's like I'm thinking yeah. big picture. I'm thinking too too far removed from what's actually presently happening, you know, so... And that's that. not our fault, right? Oh, Because think about, think about how we grew up, bro. Think about where we grew up. If you're walking down the street or into the grocery store, if you look at the way your parents respond to people, strangers, or you look at the way that we respond to strangers, the moment someone approaches you, they, they, they're threatening, you know, yeah. regardless. You're always threatening until proven opposite. So if somebody says, hey, what's up, my brother? You know, the mo- you're going to look like, what's good? Right, yeah. and you're gonna be strong in tone. You're gonna puff your chest up, and you're yeah. gonna and you're gonna dismiss him, as opposed to assessing him, assessing the situation, and figuring out are you friend or foe, and what's good. Can I help you? Is there anything I can do for you? Whatever the case is, you know, or anything you could do for me. What are you trying to sell or whatever? Like, right, you know, you're not open, right? And what I've noticed for me is, I'm noticing the moments where I'm not open to my environment, you know, and I'm defensive and I'm closed off and I'm shut down, and I don't know. I think a good question, you know, for people to ask themselves, for anyone to ask is, what is my disposition right now? You know, am I open? Am I receiving? Am I closed off? Am I defensive? Um, like, where am I at? Am I playful right now? You know what I'm saying? And especially yeah. when you're dealing with, you know, your partner. You know, if you're in a relationship with your, you know, whether it be kids, mom, or your girlfriend or boyfriend, right? You know, what is your energy right now? You know, are you in a playful mode where, Anything, if they said something funny, you can receive it. Or even if they say something that's not funny, you still gonna make it a joke because you're just really playful right now. Or you're just yeah. defensive and whatever they say, you about to respond to. You know what I mean? Or react to, rather. Yeah. It's really weird that I'm up here talking about we gotta ask ourselves more questions. Like, we two people. <laughs> you said like we're, like we're what? Like, 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 like we're two people. You know, we got to ask ourselves questions as, as if oh, we're not yeah. one person and we don't already yeah. know what's happening. We got to communicate. Like, it's weird. Yeah. Communicating with yourself. That's a we weird gotta concept. We got to communicate with ourselves. Yeah, bro. Boy. Yeah. That's a crazy concept. That Boy. must have blown my mind. I, bro, I literally was sitting here. You have no idea the thoughts I was having as I was sitting here, dog, like with myself just trying to understand the battle within. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like, where, like what, what do I possibly gain from giving in to just what's what's natural or what I would consider the autopilot, right? 
not even natural honestly just with what's what's common um just trying to make sense of it and it just it just it just doesn't and i just really got fed up like man and the decisions i gotta like i gotta make conscious decisions literally like i told you making the decision to meditate in that moment you know what i mean to mm. stretch to drink some water mm. literally mm. i'm realizing what i need in that moment in that moment i need my mind to be more still so let me meditate mm -hmm. my body feels very tense let me stretch mm -hmm. I, I feel like i need something to snack on or i just need something like let me refresh let me drink some nice cold water you know what i mean mm. now let me stand up let me just take in my environment right now yeah, yeah and yeah. all of that literally shifted the way i felt to even do this episode uh -huh. you know what i mean Bro, so, so 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 do yeah. you remember oh go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead no, no I, w I was just saying so this whole episode like I'm, I'm just still very much in in awe of the control I took because I, I used to think I want control right but it's more so I want comfort but to take control of how I'm responding to my day and my emotions and my feelings but first it took me to look at myself internally to realize that mm -hmm. and be present with myself and what are you saying do I remember what do you remember that excerpt I sent you this week from the David Dieta book. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because yes, it sounds yes, very, yes, very yes. similar to that. Like, kind of like how, oh, man, I'm trying to find it, but my computer's bugging. The way, which, the, the second one, the, the most recent one? Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to translate it to make it more PC right now. But, okay, but be please with do, me. please do. It is extremely <laughs> difficult for most people to get out of their mood once they're in it. You're loving intervention is one of your greatest gifts the point is not to be that person's therapist but to be their wake-up call their heart opener their reminder of the primacy of love if it takes you more than five minutes to get them out of their mood you're probably talking too much and acting too little or perhaps you've forgotten your true purpose right mm -hmm. so hearing you talk about this is like i'm imagining if if you you did exist as two people yes right? oh, how this would is good <laughs> how would the Tarek that understands the mood that T is in, right? Mm -hmm. How would he approach that situation? What would he do for the other dude, you know, for his brother? You know, would he, you know, pour some water? Would he make a joke? Would he, you know, suggest that he meditate? You know, would he put something funny on TV? Would he try to have a conversation and break it down with him? You know, would he just give him a hug? And, 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 and show him that he's there for him and that he loves him in, in, in a physical sense. How would he respond to that, right? And it's very interesting because everything that you would do for somebody else that you love when they're in a crisis, you should be doing for yourself when you're in a crisis. Bro, you just said something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I was on the phone, right, with a friend, and I was explaining just this, the same process. This was today. The same realization about myself mm. and how the decisions I've been making have not been aligned with who I actually am. I've been on autopilot, just allowing myself to barely get by, but I'm not living up to the things that I know who I am, right? I've been kind of just allowing things to just kind of happen. And my responses was just like, I'm so disgusted. I just can't believe it. Um, like, it's been so clear, like, very harsh. And they told yeah. me, like, you need not to be so harsh with yourself. And I'm like, no, I'm not being harsh like, like that. I'm just calling for what it is. They're like, yeah, but if you were talking to your mom or your sister or like a friend or a partner or whoever it is, someone that you love, 
Mm. You wouldn't be like, oh, you're so dumb or how could you or that doesn't make any sense. You would be no. very loving. You'd be very mindful. And then they were like, you need to speak to yourself that way. And I'm thinking, mm -hmm. wait, what? So you yeah. saying this is reinforcement, bro. And, and, and yeah. it's crazy because, yeah. like you said, what would I do for myself if I lived as two people and one yeah. had to go and support the other? Like, so, yeah. and, and I think actually that was probably one of the first, that was probably the thought that started my, my mood as, like, before we hopped on. Not my mood, like, I was in a, like, like negative space, but just in the reflective space of, like, I got to get control of this. I got to be more intentional. I got to be more present, you know? Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, man, it's it's interesting, bro. It's like, you know, back to, you know, where we started this conversation. And, you know, one of the things we talked about is just, you know, being connected to your voice, you know, and your voice mattering, you know, and listening to your voice and all of these different ideals, man. And I think we got to be very careful about how we speak to ourselves, you know, and our self-talk is what, you know, that's how my therapist describes it as your self-talk. You know, when you're in your head and you're thinking and the commentary of your life, you got to be very, very aware and careful with how you're dealing with yourself because it's very destructive. You, you can't say, you can't say that you're a person that, that loves words of affirmations, right? And you don't give yourself words of affirmation. Why can't we move through our lives and, and be in a place to where, you know, we're, we're, we're affirming ourselves as we go along in the path. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to beating ourselves up because when we fell short of the mark, that's what our parents did and our coaches and our teachers and everybody thought tough love was the way to go. But apparently that shit ain't working. Man. Yeah, that's what it comes down to, bro. That's literally, if I had to identify, I give myself what I believe to be tough love. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's bogus. Yeah. <laughs> that's bogus. That's bogus, bro. Like, <laughs> what? Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I'm in that space where I'm recognizing I need, I need, real meals you know i can't constantly i can't keep eating off off these fast food off of this mm -hmm. this fast food you know memes and and retweets ain't enough right now mm -hmm. oh that's so good because my, my therapist was talking about that the, the, the other day it's like i'm taking all these appetizers knowing that i need a real meal but all i can get is the appetizers mm -hmm. so i'm trying to take in as much as many appetizers as i can to kind of substitute for the 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 fact the, the fact that I don't have a real meal before me and and when yeah. it comes to like when I talk about this entertainment what I'm feeding on you know the the comments the likes the the memes the Netflix shows whatever it is that's bringing me that temporary satisfaction is never going to really bring me the true contentment that I need from the knowledge that I really should be seeking for myself because that's who I, that's where I am. You know what I mean? That's what I'm truly desiring, but I'm not putting in the time because it takes a little longer to cook that. You know what I'm saying? It takes a little longer to get the, get the, 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 the sustenance from the food that I, that I'm truly desiring. It, it does and it don't. Right. Um, so, so that's the reason why I'm listening to audiobooks more now. Right. Because I don't always feel like reading. Just, just I, I just don't. You know what I mean? I love to read, but I don't always feel like it. So for the moments I don't feel like reading, for $14 a month, I can get an audiobook. Any audio, audiobook I want, I get one credit for 14 bucks a month. Audiobooks run 7 
to 24 hours depending on the book that you're trying to listen to, right? So if I don't feel like reading on a particular time, man, let me take care of some other other business and just listen to this. All yeah. I got to do is press play, right? So it just makes that hassle of reading a little bit more easier, right? So I can wash dishes and do that. I can cook and do that. I can mm-hmm. work out and do that. I can drive and do that. And in that way, I'm killing two birds with one stone. I still got to do all these other things, but now I'm able to still get that sustenance that I need to survive. And mm-hmm. I can also uh, be free to do whatever else it is I want to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think it's really just intentionality as opposed to, you know, overworking it, man. You know, because you, you can, you know, because I've been there too, where like, oh, I'm, I'm going to read. I said, I'm going to read 30 pages a day. I'm reading 30 pages a day, and I'm not stopping until I finish 30 pages or whatever. You know, and that shit cute, but if I'm reading 30 pages with an attitude, I'm not going to really retain the information. <laughs> <laughs> you over there reading them 30 pages with an attitude, brother. That's mad, bro. <sighs> 26 pages to go. <sighs> <laughs> That's you out. know, so yeah, that's out. That shit is out, man. But I think it's just like you know, you just find different things, man. You know, you like interviews, you like, you know, you might like books, so you may choose an audio book on one moment. You may um, need another way to decompress, you know. So instead of looking at memes, you want something mindless to look at. Look at a dope documentary, or look at a dope film that you've been waiting to watch, you know, that mm. you can just stream, you know, or, yeah. or look at a dope interview, you know, or if you're interested in something new, like let's say you want to do uh, pottery, you want to learn to draw or paint. Hop on YouTube and watch a, a video about some about how to how to do whatever, you know. But it's just that intentionality, you know, to choose the right mindless task. <laughs> yeah, know? to choose the right mindless task. Mm-hmm. Because everything grief. comes in fast food these days, even books. You know, Dang, so like for good. us, it's no excuse. There's yeah. a, there's there's a, there's a very fast way to do whatever. You could even buy that. What's they have a thing now too where they do like. It's like spark notes and they take all of the dope points in the book and they just con- they just make it more concise. So it's less yeah. explanation and ne- and less um God is a really good word I learned. This this exposition. It's less exposition and it's all of the points, the major points of the book, you know? Wow. That's sad. But tight. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? But I'm thinking about it like just as an accessory, man, instead of like, you know, with certain books that I you know, like the the, the forty eight laws of power. You know, mm-hmm. I may I may rock with that because that's, that's a dense, dense book. book. Yeah, that is a dense book. No, you're right. You're right. Imagine they start doing movies like that though, like Lion King, in three minutes. Man, <laughs> man. I mean, that's what I mean. That's what entertainment is with memes and stuff right now. Yeah, that's true. These little short, little short clips and whatnot. Yeah, yeah some of these memes are actual films, movies. Yeah. It's just it's a shorter version of it. Um. Man. Yeah, bro. I mean, look, I just want to I just want to leave the people with some final remarks, guy. If you if you Go good with it. that or did you Go Okay. Um <laughs> So so a lot of what what I've been referencing right now has been um The Way of the Superior Man by David Dieta. David Dieta, The Way of the Superior Man. And it is a, a fantastic book. I recommend it for um primarily men but any person that just wants to understand the human psyche um or the, or the male psyche a little bit more or actually instead of male it's really masculinity versus fe- femininity um and actually not masculinity versus femininity but masculinity um contrasted to femininity because i don't believe they are um in competition necessarily one is necessarily better than the other but just kind of understanding those two poles and the magnetism in between um i'm waiting for my brother to finish the book um, or even start it, and then we can like actually really, really get into it. 
Um, but it's an amazing, amazing book. Everything is fucked by Mark Manson is also an amazing book that um that I'm reading. Um, but for me, man, I just want to I just want to say, man, I think it's very important for us to tap into um, who we are, man. You know, we're going through life and it's a lot of shit coming at us. And we've been trained and programmed to deal with life a certain way as if we were soldiers going off to war and we don't even know what war we're fighting. So I think it's um, very much time for us as, as people to to disconnect from all the bullshit and to um, uninstall a lot of the programming that, 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 that we've had thus far and really figure out where we're at and take it back to the basics. Um, and ask yourself questions and have conversations with yourself. Um, hopefully not in a, in a very crazy and creepy way, but more in a way of just like, yo, what do I need? <laughs> what do I want? What am I feeling right now? Who am I? You know, what am I interested in? What are my yeah. favorite things? And really being more present in those ways and, you know, taking the ego out of it. You know, um, one of my goals is to meditate every day. And for a long time, it was, I need to meditate 15 minutes every day in the morning. And that's just too much, you know, because that's my ego getting involved, you know, and, and, and trying to do those things right, as opposed to just let me make sure I sit down and be present every single day, you know? So so make life easy for yourself. Love thyself. And um, as usual, actually, I'm going to say that at the end. Go ahead, T. Man, for me, I, th- I think um, my last, my, my, my bars for this is, is to take the time to be present um, with your feelings, your emotions, um, as you talked about uninstalling, I think it's important to get some 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 spyware, and to me that's therapy. You know, get somebody that kind of speak into your life and kind of see what's going on, really assess where 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 some of the challenges may be, to be understand what programs and software you don't need anymore. You know, so um, I think that's extremely important. Um, be present. Like you said, I think I think honestly, just assessing what the needs are and, and operating from that place, not focus too much on on the future. I think it's more important to kind of squint at the future, um, mm-hmm. but be fully present on what's happening in the day to day. Because I think there's moments and opportunities and nuggets and gems that that we can take and really do well with. I think that the uh, one of the things that J. Cole said at his concert, I still got to get you that footage, by the way. Uh, oh, one of the man, things yeah. he said was, you know, everybody wants to skip to level 100, but level 100 don't even don't even hit the same if you ain't never seen level 67. Mm. So, you know, it's really important that we we be mindful along the journey, um, be present with where we are, what level we're on, so that when we do find ourselves on level 100, whatever that may be, um, we can appreciate it that much more. So, yeah. Hundred proof, man. Um, and to add on to the therapy mark, man. Um, as we always talk about, man, therapy is not a thing that you have to go to when you're sick. Right now, I am probably the most mentally healthy and stable and happy that I've been, but I'm still learning a lot and gaining a lot from this experience. And I think it's much like the dentist, much like going to the doctor, man. You do all these things to check up on yourself, and you need to check up on your mind too. And what people love about Red Table Talk, and even our podcast is the same thing that you would appreciate about a therapist. And it is the one time that all the attention is going to be focused on you and you can get to it. And if you got an issue with what people would think, don't tell nobody, but go do your thing and take care of yourself um, and get out of that idea that something has to be critically wrong with you to, to go because the fact of the matter is something could be wrong. You don't even know it yet because you ain't tapped in. So um, I just want to leave with that. 
thank you guys so much for um listening to the podcast and rocking with us um we can't begin to tell you how much we appreciated it when we started this thing um we didn't know if we'd get 100 streams with you know the amount of episodes we have let alone um we're, we're, we're approaching 8,000. actually if you're listening to this right now you're a part of us reaching 8,000 streams so we appreciate you we love you and thank you peace peace